Hello and welcome to the Virtual Frontier, the podcast about virtual teams created by Virtual Team. Disclaimer, all of our interviews are conducted virtually. I am Daniel, your host, and I'm part of the team here at the Virtual Frontier. Today's topic of our Q&A session is how to do quality assurance in project management. We are going to talk about how Q&A in Agile project management is done, why Agile does not mean to have no plan, and who's responsible when it comes to the quality of the project or product. If you like this show, subscribe on YouTube, review it on Radio Public, follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Google Podcast, or any other platform you use to enjoy podcasts. You can also engage with our community on Discord. All the links you can find below in the description. So, without further ado, let's dive into the fourth CNO Q&A session at the Virtual Frontier. Enjoy the conversation. Yeah, hello, man. Uh, for a new session here in the Q&A, uh, Ask the CEO episode. Um, happy to have you again here today. Um, our topic for today is um, how to do quality assurance in project management. And uh, I think this is quite interesting for our audience as um, we have a lot of project managers. And um, in general, it's a um, very interesting topic um, how to really do quality assurance in, in, in a strategic and, and structured way to ensure that your product projects are, are running well and the products that you are delivering um, have a certain amount of quality. Um, to just uh, jump right away into the questions, Manu, um, what does quality assurance in, in project management, in project management uh, means? And uh, what is the difference between quality assurance and quality control? <laughs> Tough question. So, okay. Um, basically, when we are really, I mean, I think the, the term project is used for currently for too many kinds of work. So what a project is per definition is something that is um, a unique thing that you have to do with limited resources in a limited available time. So that shows again what if you just look at the project, what makes a project successful, which is when you are able to deliver the scope with the requirements that were initially agreed on in the given budget, in the given timeline. So that's what a project is per definition. Now, if you just deliver the scope in a specific timeline with a specific budget, you also want the result to match a specific quality standard. And I think that is what you refer to when it comes to quality assurance. And um, I believe very strongly in two main things to ensure quality. The first mechanism is for I principle, when you have uh, two people that review each other's work. In software development, typically that's done with so-called pull requests and code review, where one developer reviews the work of another developer. And um, you can apply the same for like marketing projects when you have two experts reviewing each other. And I recommend reviews not only when the work is done, but also in the planning phase. Because if you plan the wrong thing and you do it right, you still get the wrong thing as a result. So having a planning and a 4 yeah. principle based review in the planning phase and at the result. So in the planning phase, you check um, with the 4 principle if the current plan you created, once you execute it, really, really help you progress towards the goal you have. Okay, you validate your plan. 
And the end result, you validate if what you created matches what you want to achieve. Basically, you compare it to the plan you had and to the initial requirements. So that is an important thing. And there is a quality related to the process. What very often happens, especially in teams that do complex work, is that people confuse agile work with not having to plan or agile work with chaos. And what happens often is that you just have a bunch of people that don't plan because they work, they think they work agile and working agile does not require planning. And then it's just a bunch of people desperately trying to get the work done without the support of proper structures, of proper tools, of proper quality assurance mechanisms. And I think processes are very important because they give people orientation and stability to do what works. And when you see failure, you can manifest a solution in the system, in your processes, in your templates, in your checklists, so that in the future, people will avoid falling into the same trap again, making the same mistakes and failures. If you don't have that, if you have just people and tell people you need to do this and this and that better, one person might improve, but still the other people make the same mistakes again. And that's what I refer to a digital leadership system that makes the knowledge persistent and helps people to improve their quality standard with every failure. And that helps them to have a less stressful job. So these are the two things I would see as main quality assurance mechanisms in projects. When, when you start with a new project, uh, there, there, there are different settings. It could be that a team that is already has worked previously together is coming again together and, and start with a new project. Or the more critical I see when, I, when you have a new um, constellation of, of people that are coming together and they maybe have to find their way through um, this process, what, what could be done about to help them getting the things right away uh, and running and not like struggling in with those uh, points you just mentioned before? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the first thing is, of course, understanding which kind of skills you need because that helps you find the right person. You can have the best person with strong skills, but if the person takes the wrong role, he or she will not be effective because, yeah, you have different requirements. So let's assume you have the right person in the right role. What you then need is a proper onboarding. Proper onboarding first to the business itself, a cultural onboarding, and onboarding who is your mentor and how things work for you. Like if you, if you want to get support, whom to ask. If you want to have somebody who coaches you related to project situations, whom to ask. Okay, that's your mentor and your coach. That is the onboarding to the business, to the company. And then you have a project-specific onboarding where you need to get somehow the knowledge of the project. And that typically happens by, yeah, in, I would say in the old school setup, People have meetings and then everyone tells something and the person tries to listen with the best intention. Maybe that are two meetings, three meetings, 10 meetings, a lot of meetings to get all the knowledge transferred into the brain of this person. I think in the new setup, completely digital, what you can do is when you work, for example, according to Scrum, you, you will have regular sprint reviews where the team presents the results to the product owner and you can record them. And once you recorded them, you can put them into your knowledge base of the project. The new person that joins the project 
can watch all these last 10 videos and get the knowledge from the previous project because every item that was developed or created is presented. So that helps already to get some knowledge, I would say 60 to 70%. But the next thing is that you also not just need the knowledge, but you need to understand how the team works. So what is the quality standard of the team? When do we create a task? How do we create a task? Which task types do we use? And when do we transition a task from one status to another? And yesterday, we just had a meeting with the entire team, with all our squad managers and project managers, because they found quite a lot of problems. They found um, problems that the client is... Let me give you one concrete example. They found the problem that a client is not satisfied. Why? Because we overspent the budget. Okay. Why? Because the customer didn't inform the client that we exceeded the budget. Why is that? Because... They didn't have a project report where they can see that the budget is completely used. Now we asked, why is that? And then they said, because we don't have the data in our system. And we asked, why is that? And then it comes to the root cause, which was because people that did the work, developers in this case, communicated just in Slack and not in Jira means there was no task. And if there was a task, there was no status update, no time tracking. So we had on the on the top level where the work is done, on the, on the bottom level where the work is done, we didn't have the data. And if you don't have the data, all problems stack up. And the higher you get, the bigger the problems you get, the more stressful they are. And you can try to fight all these symptoms if you don't fix the problem and the root cause you always fight the same symptoms again and again, and you are wondering why always the same things happen. So really, that is a good technique to really help your people understand the root cause by asking why, 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 until you really get to the core point that if this one is fixed, all other symptoms disappear. Oh, that's great. Um, that's uh, already uh, going into the next question I, I, I would like to uh, ask you. Um, what can go possibly wrong? You just mentioned uh, one, one, one spe specific thing or uh, when things are not uh, properly communicated or not in the right channel where they should be. Um, but what could, key, what, what could be possibly go wrong when setting up this quality uh, assurance strategy in, in your project, apart, apart from that, maybe you have more insights that you can share with our audience. Absolutely. Yeah, quality assurance. So that that's the main problem of communication, right? We have words and you attach a meaning to a word. Now, if you ask 100 people, what do you mean by quality assurance? What do you think how many versions you get? 100. So the question is, which one is yours? Which one do you want? And before you just tell a person, we need you for quality assurance, and then you blame the person because you are disappointed as the person didn't do what you want. Better be very clear about what that means for you. What is quality assurance? So there are different levels of quality assurance. You can do user acceptance tests. That means you have a software. Somebody tests it from the user perspective. You can do unit tests. Somebody tests the, the code, the modules in the software. Okay. Then you can do manual tests or automated tests. And you can do smoke tests, which means you just use the software without having a requirement that you test against and try to find issues, try to find bugs. 
Now, what typically happens is that you just have um, a quality assurance process where you have a ticket or a task with requirements, typically user story with acceptance criteria, and the quality assurance tests against these acceptance criteria. Now, you match this acceptance criteria and you say, okay, quality assurance pass. But on the other side, you see that there are negative side effects, which are bugs, but nobody sees them because nobody tests on the other side. And it's hard to, if you just test on one individual item, on a task or an issue, that you forecast this might have an impact on some other features in the software. Because it's complex. And complex software or complex work in general, also digital marketing, requires a different way of testing. So one good thing in software development is automated testing. Whenever you have a requirement and you test it, you can write an automated test that makes sure that this one use case is tested over and over again, which means when somebody just tests one specific ticket, but we run the automated tests, you see if something else crashes that should not crash. But that is systematic quality assurance instead of just testing on a ticket level and hoping that somewhere else things don't crash. Of course, that takes time and money, and honestly, most people don't see a value in that because they think, okay, developers, they need to do it right in the first place. I agree, but reality shows it's too complex. Nobody can do that. So now you can say, but developers have to do it. You can say that you will always be disappointed because reality shows there is no developer who can develop code without bugs. So you need to use technology to make sure that things don't break. That's how we do it um, on a deeper level in software development projects, right? And in marketing projects, typically you don't develop things. Otherwise, it's a software project. But in marketing, I would say 4i principle is an important thing. Yeah. What is the relation? Um, you just mentioned a little bit of that, of that um, between the quality cost and time because as you just mentioned sometimes the customer expects that that needs to be done or should be done in the first run um if, uh, if uh, it's uh, software development related but um there's there's a relation always between the the time and the cost and the quality um mm -hmm. could you mention something about that yeah so one one important um um relation that you need to understand this <laughs> let me say it like this shit in shit out so quality assurance starts with the requirements if you have requirements that just say we need a login but nothing else is specified or you say we need a feature like this other site has it and you agree to that but you don't know what is uh, in depth of the features what are the details etc and it's all about the details if the project fails it's because of the details not because the design doesn't look like you want it it's because of many details so um I would say that requirement quality assurance is one important part to set the project up for success. Because um, if you have weight requirements, you start developing, later you see that you need to give all this information in order to do it as you want it. But this will cause a delay as if you just have wake requirements and you give an estimation based on these wake requirements where all detailed information are missing, your team just estimates what, you, what they can see. Okay, and that might be much less than the time they need to spend to really get you the results you really want with all the requirements. And a lot of projects get into trouble because in the beginning, nobody wants to care about the details. They just want to start, get results fast. They are impatient. 
and then they pay for it later because reality shows obviously many things were not considered in the beginning when requirements were created and if you if you give so what what happens often is that like product owners have a rough picture and then they want a requirement and uh, then they want an estimation so they get an estimation and they they get told that there are some gaps in the requirement and what i typically hear is then okay then plan with a buffer you can do that but you need to know that this buffer is completely a nonsense because look if you if you tell me manuel you have to thrill a hole and i say yes the hole can be very deep it can be very big it can be very small so what is it it can take from a day to like five days right to 10 days it, just knowing there is a requirement missing uh, doesn't mean that it's a small requirement even if it's just one requirement it can be a big thing like what happens often with um, requirements we need to integrate with the crm system or we need to migrate data okay which data how can we access it how much data is it how do we map it like it's all the details typically people don't want to hear but if you don't know them you cannot estimate them and if this ignorance um starts to influence the project in the very beginning then you have huge troubles later on because all the details fall on your shoes talking a little bit about responsibility in the project um is the project management uh, the project manager responsible or is this a team effort when we're talking about this uh, process of quality assurance mm -hmm. so the project i mean there are two different things right it's responsibility and accountability responsibility means we need to do the work and the project manager will not do the work of quality assurance you have a person in the role quality assurance this person does the testing work but the entire team is responsible to do quality assurance by sticking to the workflows that ensure quality and the project manager is accountable for that that means the project manager needs to remind people to adjust their behavior which means they need to comply and work according to the workflows so it's the responsibility of the whole team to ensure quality related to the process it's typically the project manager or the process owner that is accountable to remind people and maybe to change the processes if quality is not good but what else also um so there are standard processes for quality assurance the big problem is just when nobody uses them because then you see quality is poor and then either you blame people you say okay these people are not good or you blame the process and you want another process but if people didn't use the process the result is neither related to people nor to the process because you didn't use it properly so that can lead to all kind of false decisions and that's why yeah everyone is responsible to keep people accountable to the process and to work with the right tools and to keep knowledge and data persistent because only if you have data persistent you can get proper reports and only what you can measure you can manage if you have no idea how your velocity of the team is if you have no idea how fast your team can deliver requirements if you have no idea how many bucks get to the release if you have no idea how much budget and time and money you spend how do you want to measure it? it's like driving a car with closed eyes gotcha we have one one uh, other part um and that's the customer um 
who makes the final call when it comes to the uh, amount or the 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 the, the, yeah, the amount of quality that we put into uh, the um, the project or when it comes to the implementation of the quality um who who decides about the required level of 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 um, quality and um maybe a second question just to put it uh, um after um when we talk about that there's always like this uh, this gap between the customer's knowledge and the technical knowledge that maybe uh, is um, um with the project management or the the technical lead um how we can close this gap um while preparing for a project or while working on a project okay there were multiple questions right so let me first answer um the gap of course the client should not have the technical knowledge most don't have still it should be very clear which role the client takes in the project it can be the product owner then the client is responsible and accountable for the requirements that means he or she needs to create requirements in form of epics and user stories if we do agile software development needs to put them into the backlog prioritize them join the grooming and the sprint planning with the team where the team gives estimations and commits to a sprint backlog so that's the accountability and responsibility of the product owner and the client could take this now it can happen that the client um, does not know how to write proper user stories and also cannot create the designs that's why typically the client builds a so-called product management team together with a business analyst and a ux designer the business analyst creates and writes the user stories according to the top level requirements the client product owner in this case um, raised and the ux designer creates a user interface based on these user stories and then you have a product management team and they fill the backlog so the delivery team can implement these requirements that is typically the flow and it is highly recommended that a client takes the position or the role of the product owner now it might happen that a client is just the investor person that gives money and wants the return of invest back then he or she needs to employ a product owner in order to manage the product because there must be somebody who manages the product and managing the product means managing requirements that have the highest value because you want to ensure that whenever you spend money you spend it for those things that have the highest value and that's what the prioritization in the backlog is about right and yeah i would recommend putting the client in this position and the team keeps the client accountable to create proper stories or proper requirements or delegated to a person that can do this yeah but but what happens when the customer has uh, an idea or the client has an idea about the amount of quality that he thinks uh, is is required and the project management or the technical lead sees uh, that there's much higher uh, requirement of of quality needed to assure that the end product is valuable you know there's there's often this conflict between okay we want to have like a really a uh, cheap uh, um um a product yeah. but the the project manager will tell you sorry we need this amount of quality to assure that you have that yeah. and how we can how we can work on that yeah there is a there's a triangle of time quality and money you can pick two but not three you can either have it fast and cheap but not at top quality you can either have it cheap and at top quality but not fast okay and you need to choose what is your priority 
And if that is not done properly, and if the team doesn't set expectations to the client properly, because typically they don't know, they just want it, but they don't know how it works, then expectations are set wrong. And if expectations are set wrong, that leads to disappointment. So you need to know that these three, three criteria, they cannot be fulfilled at a maximum. You cannot maximize them. You can take two, but not three. And that's a decision you need to make. And sometimes people don't want to understand that, so they don't make the decision. And I can tell you when the project starts like this, I can tell you how it ends. <laughs> it ends with frustration, disappointment, with quality, that with a waste of money and time, basically, and many frustrated people. Great. I think we covered uh, some very important uh, steps uh, through what uh, the quality assurance in a project and how to do it properly. Um, Manuel, thank you very much for your time today. Um, see you next week on the next Q&A session. Thank you. See you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I want to thank Manuel for joining us today and sharing his practical experience when it comes to real agile project management. If you want to learn more about how to scale with your business at any time, deliver projects on time and make work better, visit flashup.io slash start to get free access to the virtual business builder training. Learn in this free training how you can build, grow and scale your business with virtual teams and global freelancers. You can subscribe to the Virtual Frontier on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube or wherever podcasts can be found. And while you're there, you can leave us a review. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening. So until next episode, keep exploring new frontiers. <laughs>